Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. before I started learning about coaching and doing coaching, um, you know, is is understanding, you know, when I'm in fear and really giving myself an opportunity to show compassion to myself. And, you know, when I, when I understand or recognize that I'm in fear, you know, really taking a moment to say, you know, when I do things and, like, what can I do to get myself in freedom or what can I do to empower myself? Um, so really recognizing or having that awareness of the fear and then being compassionate enough to help myself understand more about my process, you know, more about what I need and more about how I how I can make changes so that I'm more empowered. Uh-huh. So and um, so the, go ahead. So the understanding 
of your process has helped you to have more compassion for your process? Is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and just understanding how fear comes up for me um, yeah. and really being willing to sit with that and show myself compassion around it. You know, not beating myself up, not trying to please other people, you know, just really kind of sitting with that and being like, all right, it's coming up. Like, what what do I need? And uh, how can I support myself? Awesome. And I think it's, yeah, it's I think helped that's... me build a better relationship with myself. And, you know, and I try to practice this with other people, too. When you see fear coming up for them or you see them reacting in a certain way, really showing them compassion um, and allowing them to work through that. Um, and really understanding that, you know, for me, that's what I need, and just trying to recognize that and be supportive of that in others. Yeah, I think that's really important because I think for me one of the biggest ahas or insights that came from my own coaching and getting into the fearless living practices and tools was the wheel of fear and just understanding and the the awareness that came from why I was stuck and why I was unhappy was because I was afraid to get out of my comfort zone and afraid Mm -hmm. to take risks. And so that understanding led me to be able to get on my wheel of freedom and have compassion because that's my my essential nature is compassion. And yeah. Oh, is it really? That's, that's great. That's for me. Yeah, for me. You know, compassion for myself, like you said, not beating yourself up, not complaining, not making excuses, really trying to live in the present moment and ask myself, well, what is it I'm afraid of if I'm acting this way? If I'm complaining or I'm making excuses and I'm stuck in my process and not being able to move forward, well, how is fear, you know, how is the fear of, um, uh, what's my, I can't think of my career. Oh, um, yeah. Incompetence. Yeah, incompetence. <laughs> how am I being afraid? Yeah, there we go. Uh, you know, what is it that's making me fear the judgment of others? And what's making me fear I'm going to fail? And how can I overcome that by having compassion for myself and moving forward anyway? So, yeah, I, that that is probably the biggest awareness uh, initially for me when I got into fearless living was that wheel of freedom and how it it just helped me to understand my process so much better. Yeah, yep, I completely I agree think, with that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like understanding your own well of fear is a huge, a huge, uh, support, but also understanding that everyone has a will of fear, um, I think helps with the compassion as well. Like, you know, like you were saying, when you see other people get triggered and you have compassion for them, like understanding that everyone has a trigger, just like you do, and everyone yep. isn't aware of that will of fear now just because you are a will of yours, you know, you're aware of yours. So, you know, it's it's um I think that also brings, you know, more compassion towards um other people and situations, um, because you see when you can see your own, you you can see others and to have that compassion for them as well as yourself. Yeah. yeah absolutely. absolutely. I think that's so valuable is uh, once you know how your fear shows up and you know that you have a wheel of fear and it's really tangible to you, 
you know, you can actually, you might not know exactly what somebody's trigger is or exactly, you know, what their wheel of freedom is, but you can definitely see when people's fear is coming up. Like, the more you're familiar with yours, the more you can recognize another's and really having that compassion for them and understanding that they're going through something and, you know, they might not have the skills that you have to make a change and to, you know, flip that into freedom. So it's, um, you know, so you can see their innocence and see, you know, they're going through their process. That's really valuable. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that's, um, that's probably like the, the biggest, the biggest thing that becomes, you know, becomes, um, like the first thing that kind of hits you in the face after doing fearless living is it's like, because you've like awakened to all of these things inside yourself, all of these things that you've been doing completely unaware that it was your fear that was making you do them. And, and you're like, Whoa, like everybody does this. And, um, and you can, you know, and I just, that was probably like the biggest thing for me, the biggest eye opener, um, for sure. Yeah. Cool and it really ties into your core. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it really ties into your core need too. I think that's a huge addition in in addition to the wheels and recognizing your wheel of fear is that you know understanding your core need. I was just working with a client around the holidays, and she was going to some parties with um, her neighbors and her family, and you know as we were talking. You know, she really saw, she had a good insight that, you know, she was seeing a trend where she, you know, would try to be engaged in conversations or, you know, she was, you know, not feeling um, involved or that her friends were including her and in conversations or in the activities that they were doing or maybe they weren't inviting her to parties or having get, having get-togethers and not including her. And, um, you know, I've been working with her for two years now and it was just a good opportunity to to reinforce that, you know, sometimes things pop up for you um, that maybe you you thought you worked through or that you were dealing with. And to recognize that her core need was being triggered, you know, her core need wasn't being met and her core need is to be yeah. included. So that was really popping up for her and, you know, you know, encouraging her to have compassion for herself and what could she do to make herself feel supported in that situation and helping her to see the innocence in those other people that, you know, they weren't doing something to intentionally, you know, hurt her. It was just that, you know, she was feeling left out and not included. So her core need was not being satisfied. So it was really an interesting experience to, to relive that with somebody who was going through the actual process and recognizing that that was coming up and, you know, understanding more about what her, feelings are and how things come up for her and, uh, you know, what her process is in in dealing with that. Yeah. And I think also, like, understanding, like, when you understand your core needs and understanding how to get that being met, you know, like asking or creating your own party and, and having people over, you know, or how can you, how can you take action? How can you empower yourself to meet that core need, you know, um, without, you know, sitting and waiting and hoping for someone to come along and to meet it for you. So, yeah, yep. um, 
it's definitely when you become aware of what those things are, you can you can make a choice. And I think that that's the biggest thing that uh, awareness gives you is that you can then make a choice. You're not just yep. going along with the motions, but you're aware of what's going on and you can make a choice to empower yourself and, um, you know, get your need met or to shift out of your trigger or, you know, to whatever, you know, because you're you're aware. Yep. Well, and paying attention to how your body's responding and how might fear might be coming up for you or what your process is really helps you build clarity around who you are and and a, build a better relationship with your yourself. And uh, you know that that gives you clearer understanding. And uh, I think a, a strong compassion, a strong ability to share compassion with others when you really know yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and so I one, think one that, tool. Uh, uh-huh. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, you go. I, I was going to say, one one tool that I have used in the past is a, a fearless living tool called a, the awareness exercise. And I use this because sometimes things will come up for me and I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure what they are. Do you know what I mean? Like I'll start having negative thoughts or feelings and I'm not sure how that ties into um, the bigger picture. You know, and I can't, it might not be something that I can ultimately resolve quickly. So being able to sit down and really think about what those, um, what the feelings are, what the thoughts are, and then what actions I might be taking to kind of understand um, understand myself better and allow me to have more compassion is a, has become a big, big tool for me as well. Because um, when I really get down to and see how... I might be reacting to the thoughts and feelings, like how it might feel in my body, you know, and how I might, um, you know, be, um, you know, doing self-sabotage for myself because of how I'm feeling or thinking um, has been a pretty powerful tool for me as well. Um, And then being able to show myself compassion. Yeah. In those situations. So that's, that's been a powerful tool for me to use as well, and definitely forgiveness, right? Terry mentioned that already. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, just go in a little deeper with the forgiveness uh, letter. A forgiveness letter you can can write to yourself or you can write to someone who is alive or someone who is dead. So um, it's it's a tool that you can use for, for anything that you're kind of holding on to um against someone else or yourself and you know to just the way you you start you can start it however you want um but to just be really honest to say uh all those negative uh feelings that you're feeling um you know to say exactly how you feel like you've been hurt or betrayed or um whatever it might be and to just get it all out, to write, just to write, um, and not overthink it, just just write, 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 until it's all out of your head, and, um, you know, if, if you want to be more evolved towards the, the end of the process, you can, you know, like, 
you know, this may may have not been your intention or, or whatnot, I don't know, but just to make sure that you're getting it all out. And then you can rip it up, or you can burn it, or you can bury it, or you can um, do whatever you want with it, but just just to allow yourself permission to to have those feelings, to have those thoughts, to say those words, um, and, and then try to let it go. And even if it's just a part of a part of it. Like you were talking about your client, how she she felt like she had addressed a certain issue and then the holidays come around and you see there's still there's still another piece to that pie. That yep. you gotta you gotta work yep. through, right? So so maybe the first time you do the forgiveness exercise you're only letting go of you know, a little bit of it. But letting go of a little bit of it is a huge step. You know, it's it's part of the process. So that's that's one way you can do it. And there there's really any there's a multiple ways that you can do it. Whichever way best supports you of how you best get out your information. You can just you can just talk if you if you don't want to write. You can just have someone be there with you and just you know, hold your hand as you as you scream into the air, or or whatever it is you know that would support you in getting that, getting that energy out and letting go of some of the intensity around the the situation or the person or the regret if it's yourself or something. You know, just allowing allowing yourself to kind of let it go a little. Anything that would support that. Yeah, I think that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, if you want more details on that, you can always contact us through Facebook or here or our webpage. We'd love to uh, support anyone who is wanting to um, go through that process and may want a little bit of extra support along with it. Yeah, I think that's amazing, and, that's and amazing. you guys know that I do healing work as well. And yes. And uh, a big thing with healing, too, is that you don't want to trap your emotions inside. You definitely want to release them and get them out. So the forgiveness exercises are an amazing thing. And, you know, and you could do it more in a journal form if you just want to release the emotions itself. But I think, you know, doing them in a forgiveness um intention has has a really um positive impact on on how that change would be for you you know or for anybody who is doing it so i think that there's a yeah. there's a benefit to just releasing the emotion but i think there's also a, an added uh, some added oomph to it when you're doing it in terms of forgiveness if that makes sense yeah yeah totally i mean i've had situations where i've had to write more than one letter um, or do more than one exercise, you know. Um, you know, I wrote down one, the first time I tried, I wrote down all the negative thoughts I was having about myself because of this situation, you know. Um, the next time I wrote a forgiveness letter to the person, and the, to one of the persons in the situation. And, you know, and then, you know, and then I I thought about writing a forgiveness letter to another person in the situation, right? So we're not always at the same place, you know, 
with, you know, situations like that. And it's allowing yourself, having compassion, you know, for yourself that you are where you are in the in the process, you know, not not judging, you know, um, oh, I, I should get over this or, um, you know, or, or even judging, you know, this is an unforgivable, you know, offense or something, right, you know. Having those extremes, um, it's it's supportive, and um, you know, just allowing yourself even even the idea of thinking about um, forgiving yourself or um, a person or a situation is still a huge step. Even just thinking about thinking about it. Yeah. You know. What about doing some compassion notes to yourself? Like, have you ever thought about that? That just popped into my head when we were talking about forgiveness. Like, if you're going through a situation and you are feeling a little bit lost or, you know, something's popping up for you, how cool would it be to do little post-its and leave them for yourself in different places? Or, you know, just as support or compassion or even doing a compassion letter to yourself and not maybe not having to do the forgiveness piece but just talking about just being supportive. That might be a cool thing to try. I've never yeah, actually thought of I that before. Sorry, cool. I just. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, yeah, that's awesome. That's why I love this call. You know, it brings up ideas and, and um, expands the idea. I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah, I mean, a tool I use to support myself is I have, you know, when I've been in certain situations and I've gotten, you know, notes from people saying, you know, like. Good job, Kelly, in some form, you know. Yeah. I put I put them up around my um around where I get ready in the morning. My cool. My walls around my um, vanity area where I get ready. Um, it's full of little notes that I've gotten at different workshops and and um, things like that. Um, quotes of people that I that I like. I have affirmations. Um, all over my mirror, um, and then I have some pictures of my of my good friends and my kids and me and my husband, you know, so that I have so that I have you know all of this you know positive energy, um, you know, there for when I when I get up in the morning and I and I go to I go to get ready. I think that that that's important, you know, to have things around you in your environment that supports you. Uh, and yeah, I think I never that's amazing. I that having compassion for myself, but, uh, you know, I definitely think that that is. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you sent your friend a text or somebody in your family just a little bit of encouragement or compassion? I mean, how cool would it be, you know, just to leave yourself notes? You know, a little bit of compassion or support? I think that is a fun idea. I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Because sometimes I sometimes I take my husband's phone and I send myself a text from him. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I wish that they would great. say this to me, so I send it to myself from him. <laughs> yeah. And and you know what? Even though I know I sent it, I still like it. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Yeah. Love love. Or, yeah. 
understanding ourselves and others in order to practice compassion really has another component, which is trust. And I think trusting in the process of allows us to ask that big question, which is a tool of fearless living, is, is it true or am I making it up? Yep. And that really, that really relates to others and to ourselves, but I especially like to use that around um, my judgments of others. You know, we were talking about earlier about how everyone has a fear, a will of fear. Yep. And so if, I, if I'm, you know, in the world of expectations and I'm irritated or disappointed with others, I stop and, and think about the fact that they're, they're probably, there's something they're afraid of. And so is it true what I'm saying or am I making it up? And I'm always making it up because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what, what people, you know, why people act the way they do. And so I think a big part of understanding is trusting the process of recognizing um, that all of us as human beings have fears and those fears are at the root of our, our behavior if the behavior is, uh, is self-destructive. And yep. I think trusting the process, and for me, it's also trusting the Lord and His plan in my life that compassion is definitely a, a concept that He taught when He was here upon the earth. And that's just the way I want it to be. I want to have that kind of compassion, that capacity to look at, look at others with that knowledge that they're they're doing the best that they can, and that they're afraid of something as well. And just that kind of understanding that builds compassion. And for me, it's trusting, really trusting in my higher power and trusting in my ability to have that characteristic in my life too when I'm dealing with other people. So. I think all of that synergistically worked for me in where understanding then leads to compassion. Absolutely. I have a, that actually just triggered something for me. I This week I, I had some family stuff going on and I actually had somebody staying with me this week, which was probably one of the worst times to have somebody in my space because I was doing a lot of processing from this family stuff. And, so I found myself starting to get uptight um, the longer the week went on and getting really um, not very happy with this person staying with me. I mean, she's, I, I was having a miserable week, and she's going through some transition and some serious uh, things happened in her life, so she was a little bit miserable too. So we were kind of, you know, button heads a little bit, and I actually sat down with myself and said, you know, you're really just being like this because... You know, you're processing stuff, and you, like, this isn't normally how I am. And, you know, I, I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know, it's, you know I'm not normally like this. And, it, and I really had to sit down and be compassionate with myself and also be compassionate with her because I know she's going through stuff. I, I can see her process. It's not my process, yeah. but it, she's definitely going through a process. So I, I definitely see how that, that plays into it, um, you know, recognizing, you know, her process, my process, and, just having compassion for her and for myself, um, you know, was just an amazing awareness because I I wasn't really thinking along those lines. I was starting to complain and be a little bit um, unhappy. And then I was like, listen, is this real? Is this really happening? Or is this just me reacting to what's going on with me and her dealing with her stuff? So it definitely was a made-up thing. Yeah, 
So great point there. That just absolutely triggered um, an awareness for me about that situation. guys i really appreciate being on the show i love talking to you guys and i always have so much fun um interacting with you on the on the radio so it's really exciting time for me and thank you so much for your prayers and for caring about me i i care right back of course Uh love you guys all right well everybody is fearless and we'll see you next week well we'll hear you and hopefully you'll come to our website and leave us some messages at uh, fearlessgeneration.com org org (laughs) I had to point to Kelly because she knows more than I do about that stuff. Uh, so, fearlessgenerations.org. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And until next week, everybody, be fearless. Good night. Be fearless. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.